Hey guys, it's Maya and I just wanted to jump on here and promote my takes Instagram really quick because we're doing a lot of fun things. I'm doing more posts, more stories, and I also have to say I've started a new series called The Bottom Shelf and it's video reviews, IGTV video reviews, and I think they're super fun and they're all on the Instagram. So go follow my take on social media and specifically on Instagram at underscore my take. So if a book is written by Sajni Patel, you know I am going to be reading it. I loved this one so much because it was YA and it's not her first YA novel, but it's the first YA novel of hers that I have read and it's centered on a wedding and like there's obviously the stereotype of like white people obsessing about Indian weddings, but because I'm half Indian and because I'm obsessed with weddings in general, I feel like I'm allowed to obsess about Indian weddings as well because they're like weddings to me too. But My Sister's Big Fat Indian Wedding follows Zuri, who is an excellent violinist. Of course, going into the music industry is not being a doctor, lawyer, or engineer, so it's not really accepted by her family. So there's that tension there. And on the weekend of her older sister's wedding, there is this major music competition that she wants to take place in. And so there's just like chaos and hijinks and a love interest. And I had such a good time reading this one. The cover is so gorgeous. It's an Indian rom-com and I'm always here for Indian representation in books. And so I just had an amazing time and I'm so excited to talk about it. Books, TV, music, and movies. All things that make a big impact on everyone. I'm constantly gushing about my latest read to anyone who listen. So I figured I'd turn my rambling into something coherent that people will actually listen to which means no tuning out halfway through. I'm Maya Ghosh, and this is my take. So, as always with the book, we're going to start with a little bit on the writing, and my biggest thing about the writing is that I just absolutely loved and adored the representation. I love Sashi Patel's books. I love that she centers Indian families. I love that with Indian authors writing Indian characters, you get to see the little things that you don't necessarily get to see if you just have like a side character that's Indian who's talking about like chai and the food, right? Like we have the chaos of having a wedding in the family and all of the people and the crafts and the gifts and the jewels and the outfits you have to plan and stuff. We have the auntie is talking about skin lightening, which grinds my fucking gears. And anybody that's like under the age of 35, I think, is over the skin lightening phase. But it's still such a thing because like the people of the generations that really push towards skin lightening are still around. So we get that lovely aspect of representation. That's how you know I feel like it's true Indian representation because there's an auntie talking about fair and lovely. And that's like a really niche Indian thing because I asked one of my friends who is she's also mixed but her brown side is Persian and I was like do you know what fair and lovely is and she's like what the fuck is that and so it's definitely a niche Indian thing so you know the representation is real if it's fair and lovely but it's just so fun to read a story with Indian characters and of course we have a really really cute romance in this and I love that like Sashin Patel I love her for her romance books like I found her because of the trouble with hating you and so to see that like fun romance still play out in a YA way was very nice and the one thing I wished we had was just more backstory because the entire time Zuri's entire family is like 
don't ruin the wedding, don't ruin the wedding, don't ruin the wedding. And it just didn't feel like we had enough information on Zuri in the past or like there was never an example of like, oh, Zuri did this thing and that's when she like ruined this other family event. And so I was like, why are they like constantly worried about just Zuri ruining this thing? So I wish we just like had a little bit more backstory so that part of the character felt a little bit more fleshed out. But overall, there isn't a ton I have to say about the writing. I always love Sajmi Patel's books, so I knew I was going to love this one. And now let's get in to the plot. So the book kicks off immediately centering Zuri as the black sheep of the family because even her older sisters, who usually like with the generation that is born in America, so like first generation, siblings usually stand together. And even if one does follow the path of like doctor, lawyer, engineer, they will try and like side with the one that wants to go into more of an artistic career, I feel like. But Even her older sisters are like, you should go into law, music is just a hobby, and so it really sucks, and it really does center Zuri as like, okay, everybody around her is like, this is bullshit. But her cousins come through and help her like, stage and escape. She has to do a lot of like, escaping and sneaking back into events, which like, I do not have the emotional bandwidth to do that, like my anxiety would skyrocket. So props to Zuri, but her cousins come through, she's able to escape from the house, she goes to the first audition for the music competition, and of course, on the way over there, she almost hits Naveen with her car, because Naveen is her love interest, and how else do we meet a love interest, if not running into them in some fashion and almost killing them? (laughs) I don't know. I really liked the meeting, I thought it was super cute, I love their dynamic right off the bat, because Naveen's like, okay, I'm gonna be nice and charming, and Zuri's like, I'm just gonna try to sabotage you, because you're my competition, and, like, he does admit that he's trying to do the whole, like, keep your enemies closer thing, but he does also want her to like him, and so that becomes a running joke throughout the book of, like, I'm gonna convince you to like me throughout my time here and stuff, and, like, their dynamic off the back, it's not necessarily strictly enemies to lovers, because, when I think of true enemies to lovers, I think of, like, warring kingdoms, you know, some big tension, like, something that just feels almost insurmountable, whereas with them, it was just kind of, like, a friendly, like, competition banter, like, oh, I don't like you, you're standing in my way type of thing. It wasn't, like, that deep, I feel like, but it was, like, the bones of enemies to lovers were kind of there, and the fact that it was going to be, like, fun and bantery and witty and stuff, and so I was super excited. I don't envy the fact that Zuri has to put together five different outfits and each outfit has a different hair style and a different makeup look for this entire wedding weekend and that is so crazy and so stressful. Like, I know that I want to have a big extravagant multi-day wedding. I have not thought about the fact that that will mean multiple looks and multiple hairstyles and all of that and it just, it's so stressful. I am a girl who wears the same jewelry almost every day. I love my hair in a ponytail or somehow out of my face. I don't switch it up a lot. So trying to do that sounds insane. And it's not even her wedding. It's her sister's wedding and she needs to have five different looks. So craziness, craziness. Again, the chaotic atmosphere of having a wedding in the family. These are the small details that really draw it together and hit it home. Like, oh yeah, she's trying to do this really cool thing with her career while also being a sister to a bride and having this wedding. Like, it's just, it's insane. I don't know how she doesn't have, like, 
crippling anxiety because if I was in Zuri's situation, like I said, my anxiety would be skyrocketed and I would probably crash and need to sleep for a week after this. But she has done her first audition and she's like, I don't know, did I get into the competition? Did I not? Naveen already knows that he's gotten into the competition. So we know that like acceptances are out and she's freaking the fuck out and she thinks she hasn't gotten in, but it's in her spam folder, which like, girl, I know you are trying to go into the music industry, but you are still Indian and there is still a responsibility for you to be somewhat knowledgeable about tech, right? Like I don't go to my dad with computer problems unless I have like restarted my computer, done all the different things I know how to do, and it's still not working, then I will go to him and be like, dad, something's up with my computer, right? Because there is a responsibility on me to not be super dumb when it comes to technology. So the fact that she didn't check her spam folder, I was like, come on, girl. Like, it was cute and it was funny, but I was a little bit like, Zuri, get it together. Like, you can do better than this. Check your spam folder. And of course, because Zuri and Naveen are rivals in their competition, they have to be performing together at the wedding, right? Because we can't let them just be rivals. We have to like force them to work together on something. And their practices for the wedding were so cute and adorable. And they always went to the local park and they were flirty. And like the first time they go, he takes a picture of her that highlights how truly beautiful she is. And it's so cliche, but I was falling for it so hard because I love this and I love like parks too like I am somebody that gets such immense joy and happiness from like sitting on a swing and swinging back and forth like that little kid part of me never died like stick me on a swing and I will be so happy and forget all of my worries and fears and so the fact that it's all happening in a park makes it seem really cute and adorable to me too and then they're alone together and he shows her the song and he tells her that her hair is sexy and that's a really big deal because she's talked about how like she needs a whole hair wash day and she's got long big curly hair and so it's like a whole mess and like her hair is just something that it's not necessarily a touchy subject but it's like it's there and so he's like your hair is sexy and he all but admits that he writes love songs or thinks about love songs like in relation to her and that like she's kind of his muse and yes this is going a little fast but also it was really cute so I was here for it and they have another flirty park rehearsal where they almost kiss of course they don't actually kiss this book is kind of slow burn because they don't really admit their feelings to the end like it's one of those where there's so much going on that the relationship is almost secondary and so we get to the end and it's like oh yeah we're together and the happily ever after is just kind of assumed like we haven't had to like work for it it's almost like it's one of those where you get to the end and that's where you would start in like a true romance book because romance books I feel like make the characters work harder and like you really see more of that like intricate detail of their relationship anyways it's kind of slow burn so they don't kiss until later on in the book but we have Mendy, which is the henna ceremony leading up to the wedding. And so it's like supposed to be for the bride side and like everybody gets together at the bride's family's house and like you do Mendy and you eat food and you dance and you have a good time. And I was so jealous and I wanted to be there. Like I, the last time I went to a wedding was August of 2021. And so it has been a while. And so 
And I know everybody that's over the age of like 25 listening to this is like, trust me, you're going to hit an age where everybody you know is getting married and you're going to be tired of going to weddings. But I have not hit that age. So every wedding I go to feels super special and I would like to go to another wedding. But so like when I was reading this book, I was just kind of reminiscing about all of my wedding memories and like Mendy was super fun at the wedding I went to. Though the aunties talking about Dick and like giving the bride tips on how to satisfy her husband was horrifying and I don't even care about social protocol. I would lean into the fact that I'm half white and I don't have all the respect for the elders that I should or something and like run the fuck away because that was horrifying and like I just I don't I don't want to think about it I I really I really don't aunties never have sex they've never had sex they don't kiss anybody like no 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 however there are some less horrifying moments at Mendy and that is the fact that Naveen is there so they sit together on the swing and then she's dancing while standing on his toes I don't remember why that came about but it does and it was super cute and, like, he finally admits all of his cockiness was just an act. And then later on, they're in the hotel room getting ready for part of the wedding. And there's a tickle fight. And the tickle fight ends up with Zuri straddling him. But do they kiss? No. Because we've just decided it's going to be true slow burn and that they can't, like, kiss before the end of the book which is stupid like why can't you kiss in the hotel complicate her feelings before she has to go perform in the final of the competition or something you know I'm just asking for one kiss is that too much to ask for but then speaking of the competition final Zuri has her whole escape from the wedding planned and again anxiety would skyrocket and she successfully gets out of the hotel but then she starts feeling really guilty and she's like this is the only time my sister is going to get married. Like, this is a huge family event and I should really be there. So she comes back and as she's coming back to sneak back into the hotel, runs into her dad, which is like, really, you were so close, but she runs into her dad and her dad, I don't think is that mad about it. He's just like, okay, let's just like move on. You're needed here. Do this. Naveen, of course, goes, ends up winning the competition, but is still there to like dry Zuri's tears and comfort her and stuff and the fact that like she didn't do the competition and like it's just like a whole whirlwind of emotions for her like because this was her shot to prove to her family that music could be something that like she could really do so even though she made the choice to be with her family it's still like kind of an emotional one to not be doing the competition but Naveen is back and they dance together and then on the day of the wedding because this was all like day one and day two is like true ceremony day they are stealing the shoes and the slow burn continues in stealing the shoes because Zuri pretends she's gonna kiss Naveen to steal the shoes from them and then she gives them to Irvi her older sister who's pregnant and this entire scene I was living for this entire moment for those of you who don't know it is a tradition for the bride's side to steal the groom's shoes and then the groom is supposed to, like, do tasks and give them money to get the shoes back. And so, like, it becomes a whole big thing sometimes because, like, the bride side's all scheming and plotting. The groom side's trying to, like, protect the shoes and protect the groom and stuff. 
And it was chaotic and crazy. And I had never thought about the fact that you give the shoes to a pregnant person because no one can chase down a pregnant person. And so when I get married, I will be giving this scene to my bridesmaids as a like manual or reference. And I'm like, look, you need to be part of this because I will be just as into stealing the groom's shoes as the rest. Of, like, I know it's supposed to be a bridesmaids thing, but like, I'm going to do it. It's going to happen. And if I don't marry an Indian guy, then hopefully they're not going to know it's coming and we can win out. But that was really fun. Again, like a super cute thing that you get to see because it's an Indian author writing Indian characters. And then she falls asleep while watching TV with Naveen, which was really adorable. And they perform the first dance song and it goes really, really well. And they get asked to perform another song to like get the entire party going. And then they finally kiss and Zuri's like, oh my god, this is just like all the love songs. Like, I'm so happy. It was really cute and adorable and I loved it. And then there's this family friend, Mahir, that her dad has wanted her to meet. Turns out Mahir is a music scout and he was impressed with her both at the competition because he was one of the judges and it was like, oh, plot twist, your parents know one of the judges. Because he was one of the judges and because of her performance at the wedding, he's super impressed and he's like, hey, I really think that your daughter could have a career in music. And then he's like, you should apply to the Manhattan School of Music. Now, her parents are still like, mm, but what about law? However, after Mahir tells her to apply, her sisters finally are like, okay, we're going to step in. We're going to talk to mommy and daddy. And like, why did I say it like that? Because she calls her dad Papa in this book. I've been watching too much Big Bang Theory. I always hear Raj go, hi, mommy, daddy. Oi. Oi. Anyways, her sisters finally step in and are like, okay, we're going to talk to her parents. And it works out. She's able to apply to the Manhattan School of Music. And Naveen did win his bet that he was going to make Zuri like him. And he will be back in the States in five months for school. So not all is lost in the relationship department. And so to wrap up this episode, I loved this book. It was so fun and cute and amazing. And there was so much amazing Indian representation. I love everything that Sashni Patel writes and I will always do episodes on her work. I need to go back and read The Knockout because that was her first YA and I never actually read it. And she's another book coming out soonish, I think. Isha Unscripted is coming out soon. So I'm excited about that. I can't wait to read the rest of her entire catalog because I'm going to follow her career until it ends. And I really love this one. And I think that is all of the thoughts I have. So yeah, I have been Maya Ghosh and this has been my take on My Sister's Big Fat Indian Wedding by Sajni Patel. Thanks for listening. So we're kind of a one-woman show here at My Take, so the credits are not going to be very long. This podcast is produced and edited um, by me. I do all of my own social media. The only person I really have to thank is one of my great friends, Paris, who did the music that is in the intro and that you're listening to now. So thank you, Paris, and thank you all for listening. You can reach me at underscore my take on Twitter and Instagram. And please leave a rate or review wherever you listen to this podcast. That helps a ton. So yeah, thanks for listening.